Hello, I'm Brian Foster, and today I am talking about Spiritism. Today is April 10th, 2022. We're going to go over the Spiritism view of 1859. We're going to go through three main subjects in that Spiritism view, the secrets of children, study about mediums, and a article about self-serving mediums. Before I begin, let us have a short prayer. Dear Jesus, please help all of us who are on a journey of discovery about spiritism, about our spirituality, about our purpose on earth, and please help open our eyes to what is all around and above us so we can see the signs and signals of how to improve ourselves and learn more about the true world around us. Amen. So if you are interested in spiritism, please, if, if you want to learn more, go to my blog site, nwspiritism.com. And on that site, I suggest you download the free PDF, Spiritism 101, the third revelation. Now, if you don't want it in PDF, it's also available in paperback, Kindle, and in audible format. In fact, I have on the right-hand side, navigation bar on nwspiritism.com i have all of my books for sale but of course the spiritism 101 the third revelation is free on pdf it's also in french free on pdf so you can get it any way you would like it it's a good introduction then i would after that i would then i would just type in alan kardec space pdf and look up uh, alan kardec books the book he codified the spirits book which is the headwaters of spiritism and his other books now let's get into the book today the actually the articles and the first one is dissertation from beyond the grave called infancy infancy <laughs> let's begin you don't know the secret that children hide in their innocence you don't know what they are or what they were or what they will become. Nevertheless, you love them. You cherish them as if they were a part of you. And in such a way that the mother's love for her children is considered to be the greatest love that one person can devote to another. Where does this kind of affection come from, this tender benevolence that even strangers feel towards a child? Do you know the answer? No. This is what I will explain to you. Children are beings that God sends into new existences. God gives them the look of total innocence so that they cannot complain of excessive severity. Even in a naturally malicious child, defects are covered by the unconsciousness of their acts. Such innocence is not a sign of real superiority with respect to what they were before. No. It is the image of what they should be, and if they are not, they will be the ones to blame. But it was not to their benefit only that God gave them such looks. It was also, and above all, for their parents, whose love is necessary to their weakness, since such love would be substantially debilitated before an impertinent, intractable character, whereas by supposing that their children are good and sweet, the parent gives them all the affection, surrounding them with the most delicate attention. However, when the child no longer requires such protection, the assistance given to them for 15 or 20 years. Their character is then revealed in its fullest. It remains good if they were good, but it is always patched by the nuances that were hidden in the first infancy. 
know this, that God's paths are always the best, and that explanations can be easily understood as long as one bears a pure heart. Now, what we're told as to, you know, to dive deeper into what the Spirit is telling us is that usually, a couple of things, usually families tend to reincarnate together. So if you had a children, a child before in a previous life, you may have the same child in your current life. But there are children born into families where the parents will volunteer to say, yes, I will help this less mature, more of a primitive spirit come into our family and help give them a boost. Now, sometimes those children react to the benevolence and love of the parents, and sometimes they become, as we call, like the black sheep, sheep in the family. So you never know. So that's why sometimes you can have a family that all of good, all of really good people get that one person <laughs> who doesn't quite fit in and a bit of a rabble rouser. So that's an explanation for that. Also, yes, again, in other parts of Spiritism, we're told that the true character comes out between 15 and 20. So your child is made to be malleable. That's why you uh, you have the childhood. So you can instill in you good uh, good habits, good practices, and love. Now, I, I think that's one of the reasons why teenage years are so are so difficult because their true character is starting to come through. And sometimes they're wonderful characters, and sometimes they're a little bit difficult characters. That either way, it's probably difficult for a a child where you you have. Uh, all of a sudden, this this more dominant personality uh, seeps in into them. It was very interesting. In fact, imagine that the spirits born from you may have come from a world where completely different habits were acquired. Now, this is a really uh, good point. This paragraph, because so many people say, "Well, why do I have to have a childhood?" Because after all, you've been born other times. You've been an adult other times. You've already, you've already learned basic mathematics and, you know, and how to diagram a sentence and all that. Why do you have to go through all this again? Well, the, the, uh, the answer is it's you're not on Earth to be yourself and just learn new things. You're on Earth to transform your character and your personality, and this is the most efficient way of starting over in each life of hope, hopefully trying to rewire that brain of yours so you're a nicer, more honest, loving, fraternal, and charitable person. The spirit world is it is efficient. So when there's something that says, I don't, why is this? It's usually because it's the most efficient manner. I'll carry on. How would you like to have such a creature around you with passions that are completely different from yours, with inclinations, with tastes totally opposed to yours? Would you like to have them joining your ranks in a different way, different from the one that God wished? That is through the window of childhood. It is here that all thoughts, all characters, all varieties of beings come to blend, engineered by that multitude of worlds, the customs, the habits, and the relationships, and culture and relationships in this world new to you. With difficulty, you will handle a language that you are not used to speak, a language even more lively than your current thought. Infancy has another utility. The spirits only get into the corporal life for their improvement, their betterment. The weakness of childhood makes them flexible, accessible to their advices of experience, 
from those in charge of their advancement, it is in that period that their character may be reformed by the repression of their bad inclinations. Such is the duty that God has conferred the parents with a sacred mission for which they will respond. Thus, childhood is not only useful, it is necessary and indispensable, but also a natural consequence of the laws established by God, laws that govern the universe. So, again, what they, what they say here is that you may have come from another planet. You, you know, you, everything you've learned is different. So, if we do not have childhood, you don't go through that period where you reorient yourself to the environment and culture and what are the you know social inclinations of the planet you are born into and they always send you to another planet for a reason there's always a good reason there's things you must learn and actually when you're in the spirit world many times as a spirit they'll send you to other planets that not to be incarnated not to be physically on that planet but to learn to see the the culture and mores and how uh, they do things so you you can see a wide range of examples in the spirit world is always always working to educate all the time not only in incarnate but discarnate in spirits there is this marvelous uh passage in the books by uh, the reverend g Val owen where the spirit was on like the it was on the very high level of heaven. They said the tenth level of heaven. Now the numbering system is arbitrary. They said other people have other numbering systems. But then these kind of angels came down, and then Jesus came down, and then like this ramp. And it said, Now come up here, right? Everyone come up here. And these were all very uh advanced spirits. And said, We're gonna show you this thing. We're gonna show you more information about the universe. And they went up this ramp and they were like in this it was like going to like a convention hall right for if you've been in convention hall with different booths and different walkways and different sections and they said they went to areas where they they learned about you know basic geology uh different how they how they husband whole species and races on planets and another planet of of you know how they you know created stars and all that type of stuff they went to all sorts of of areas in this kind of this whole of of learning all these different booths they got to talk to high spirits that were on the teams that you know created the next evolution of of you know whatever plant life or animal life they had on that planet and they did say interesting thing they said everything kind of boils down to a a, a spiral where all you know all creation is on a spiral method meaning that Things advance, but not on a straight line like we think they should be, you know, like the typical line on a graph that goes up. But it kind of goes a little bit up and then it goes around. And so it's if, if you look at history, it's like a spiral, right? You have the Roman Empire. There were many inventions and literature, and then it all kind of collapsed and went to the, to the Dark Ages, and then the Renaissance came, and it built upon a more stronger foundation. And that's what they say everything is, all evolution, all of that. So there's there's just so much to learn, so much to... That's why even though you're immortal, you never get bored in heaven. Okay, now here's the observation. We call the reader's attention to this remarkable dissertation whose elevated philosophical reach is comprehensible. What can be more beautiful, more grandiose than this solidarity that there is among the world? 
what can be more convenient to give us an idea about God's majesty and benevolence? Humanity grows by such thoughts, whereas it is diminished if reduced to the petty proportions of our transient life and to the boundaries of our world, imperceptible among other worlds. So, and, and the other thing about childhood I'd like to, I'd like to, uh, to, to bring up is in, in other uh, messages from mediums and from, uh, from spirits, they talk about superior planets. And in superior, uh, higher planets, is the, the, um, the period of childhood is much shorter. And this one spirit talked to Alan Kardec, and they said, okay, he goes, well, where, where are you calling from? Because he was a, a person on Earth who had died, you know, a decade ago or so. And he said, where are you now? He goes, well, I'm on another planet. He goes, well, how long have you been on that planet? He goes, well, not very long, but I've been here for one of your years, but already I am at kind of the maturity of 30 years old as you are on Earth. He said, childhood is very short here. You uh, progress much more rapidly. And as the higher planet, planet that you go to, like our next levels of planet regeneration, you do mature quicker as a child. You don't go through all, you know, how long we do. We, we're pretty slow. And you live longer. And the other thing what happens is that when you get to the end of your life, you, you still stay like you look like a young adult all the way till your the end of your life. And then the last year or two, then you start growing old, and then you're ready to pass on. So I thought that might be interesting. Okay, next is a study about mediums in the March 1859 issue. And get a drink of water there. Okay, I'll start. As interpreters of the spiritist communications, the mediums have an extremely important role. Thus, the attention given to the study of all possible influencing causes will never be excessive, all that with respect to the medium's own interests, as well as the interests of those who, not being mediums, are served by them as their intermediaries. Everyone can then judge the degree of confidence deserved by the communications received by them. Everyone is a medium in a greater or lesser degree, as we have already said. Now, when they say that, is Alan Kardec has said in the mediums book, and of course, if you are interested in mediumship, that is a, you cannot not read that book. It talks all about different types of mediumship, different types of spirits, how to uh, detect lower spirits, spirits that are trying to fool you. It's a it's a book that every anyone who's interested in, in spirits and mediumship and communication with the other side should read. Now, when they say everyone is a medium in a greater or lesser degree, they mean that everyone is an inspiration medium. That means we all of us get inspiration from the spirit world. Now, the goal that we need to have is to get our inspiration uh, to make sure because we get inspiration from higher spirits and we get inspiration from lower spirits. And that's why we need to learn to utilize our conscience to filter out inspirations that are inferior that are detrimental to our growth as a spirit. Okay, I'll carry on. That name, however, has been conventionally given to those who present patent and facultative, facultative um, manifestations, so to speak. Well, the aptitudes among them are widely diverse, talking about mediums. One can say that each medium has their speci speciality. At first examination, there are two well-established categories. 
the mediums of physical effects, and those of intelligent communications. The latter ones present a large variety being the principal. The writing are psychographic mediums, the drawing mediums, the speaking, hearing, and clairvoyant mediums. The mediums of poetry, musicians, and the polygots are subclasses of the writing and speaking mediums. We will not return to the definition of these several classes. We just want to recollect and succinctly remember the whole picture for a better explanation. From all sorts of mediums, the most common of that is psychography, as this is the easiest type which can be acquired through exercise. That is why, and rightly so, the desires and efforts of the aspiring mediums are geared toward it. It also presents varieties equally found in other categories, the mechanical writers and the intuitive writers. In the former case, the movement of the hand is independent of the medium's will. The hands, the hands move by itself. The medium is not aware of what he writes. His thoughts can even be somewhere else. With the intuitive mediums, the spirit acts upon the mind. His thoughts cross the thoughts of the mediums, and if we can say so, but without confusion. As a consequence, the medium is aware of the writing, sometimes even having an earlier awareness, since the intuition precedes the movement of the hand. However, the expressed thought is not that of the medium. And that's a lot of mediums. Sacograph, that's what, um, now, the great Brazilian medium, Chico Xavier, psychograph more than 450 books when he was alive is now up to 500 and something books but they you know uh published after his death and he they would talk to him and he would he would write now and even those who then just had their hands mechanically move but there are another types like uh the books by yvonne piera uh which is the uh, the memoirs of a suicide and in this type of medium is they're actually like taken into the environment of of the spirit and they write and then they come back and then they write what they've been told or they write what they see or they write what they felt they actually go into the spirit world and then they they they're they there to, to write their narrative of, of what that is so and of course the the book by yvonne pierre the uh, memoirs of a suicide one of the best books i have ever read i recommend that completely okay i'll carry on a very simple comparison helps us to understand the phenomena when we want to talk to someone whose language we ignore we use the support of an interpreter the interpreter is aware of the thoughts of the inter interclude inter interlocutors i think i'm pronouncing that wrong i haven't pronounced that for a long time he must understand them in order to be able to express them however those are not his thoughts thus the role of an intuitive medium is the same as that of an interpreter between the spirits and us experience is taught that the intuitive as well as the mechanical mediums are equally good equally capable of receiving and transmitting a good communications as a mean of convincing the mechanical medium have more value, no doubt about it, but once conviction has already been required, there is no useful preference. Attention should be entirely concentrated on the nature of the communications, say about the aptitude of the medium for receiving communications from bad as well as the good spirits. This summarizes the whole issue, and this is of the essence, since this is the only means of determining the degree of confidence that the medium deserves. 
This is the result of study and observation, and that is why we recommend our preceding article about the hurdles to the mediums, which I talked about in our last um, uh, live stream. With the intuitive medium, the difficulty lies in the distinction of their thoughts from those that are suggested. The medium also faces that difficulty. The suggested thoughts seem so natural to the medium that it is frequently taken by their own thoughts, and therefore the medium doubts his faculty. And of course, this is, and this is what you read more in spiritual literature, is why many mediums like reject their talent. And in fact, the Reverend Jivaon, who was a wonderful medium, said he spent 10 years not believing that uh, he, he was actually talking to the other side. He thought it was his own thoughts. Finally, he was convinced. So usually mediums are reluctant because they don't want to, because first of all, these people are, are mostly, not always, but mostly very honest and upright people. And they do not want to say, I'm writing this is from a spirit when they're not sure. And is absolutely correct. The thoughts seem so natural that are these my thoughts or are someone else's thoughts? So it's tough. Being a medium is not like someone's, you know, calling you on the phone on your cell phone when you, you dial and you can actually hear the words and see the text and know everything perfectly. It's not easy. And when mediums make mistakes, which they always will, because they're always, they have to translate what they're being told through their own brain and their own experiences and their own, their own point of view and their own, you know, their own knowledge of what the world's about. So it's, it's an extremely difficult task. Okay, I'll carry on. Then, among the evocation in which the mediums will take part in, there will be a thousand and one circumstances, a lot of private information, particulars that the medium cannot have any previous knowledge about, which undeniably indicate total independence of the spirit. And talking about that, we had, I was in a mediums meeting. And at the end of the meeting, this lady had a message that she wrote down for my wife and I uh, from the spirit world. And she said, look, I go, when the spirit came to me, they wanted me to write this. And this was in Brazil. He goes, they wanted me to write this in English. And I said, no way. <laughs> I don't, I can't do it. <laughs> and, and so all they said was, hi, Brian and Anna. And then it went into Portuguese. They really wanted the whole uh, communication to be in English. But Jesus said, no, I can't do that. So, I mean, again, that was a great on her part saying, I'm not capable of that. But it just shows you that it's not an easy profession. Okay, let me carry on. The different varieties of mediums rest on the special skills whose principle we don't understand well so far. At first sight into the persons who did not carry out a systematic study of this science, it seems that it is not more difficult to write poetry than prose. One would say particular if the medium is mechanical or unconscious. That the spirit can make him write in a foreign language as well as make a painting or write music. However, that is not the case. Although we see paintings, poetry, and music produced by mediums that in a no normal state are not painters, artists, poets, or musicians, it is certain that not all of them are capable of producing these things. Despite their ignorance about those arts, they have an intuitive faculty with a flexibility that transforms them into the kindest instruments. 
This is what Bernard Palissy responded when asked about his choice of the medium Victorian Sardou, who could not paint and still produces remarkable paintings. That is because I find him more flexible, he said. The same applies to other abilities. And what an interesting thing. We have seen spirits refusing to dictate poems for mediums that are familiar with poetry while dictating delightful verses to others who are ignorant about the rules of poetry. This demonstrates once more that spirits have free will and that any attempt to submit them to our caprices are useless. And from the previous observations, it results that the mediums must follow the impulses that are natural to them, according to their own abilities. And of course, absolutely. And the other thing I'd like to say and add to what is being written here is that the level of the spirit will be attracted to the level of the medium. And therefore, mediums who study spiritism are, are nicer, kinder, more charitable, loving people will attract higher spirits. Your medium on the in the in the uh, on the you know the little storefront on the corner that charges you money for uh, for their sessions will attract lower spirits. And in fact, I've read where mediums uh, who became who were first mediums and did it for free because that's what spiritism says you're supposed to do that for free as far as being a medium and communicating from the other side of, of the veil that when that person started charging, that he, he, all the higher spirits that used to come to him and help people with answer questions they had, they left him. And he was, he was left with very lower spirits that would tell him anything. And as such, he got, uh, his reputation was uh, tarnished. Okay, we'll carry on. That must try to perfect such ability through exercise, and that any effort to develop the one that is missing will result fruitless, since it could be harmful to the other one he has. Forcing our talent would yield no grace, as La Fontaine said, which we could add. We would not do anything good. When a medium has a precious faculty, which he can become really useful, he should be content with that and do not try to seek the vain satisfaction of his self. Love with a variant that would weaken his fundamental faculty. In any case, a given faculty has to be modified, as it is frequently does, or if the medium has to acquire a new faculty, it will all come spontaneously and not as a result of the medium's wishes. Again, and there has been mediums who don't want to be mediums. In fact, I mean, uh, I talked to quite a few who say, I see this stuff and I don't really want to do that. I had one woman who had these dreams and these dreams of, uh, of talking like to other mediums. And, and uh, she said, I don't know why I have all this. I said, well, I think they're trying to, the spirit's trying to tell you that you need to become a medium. And then finally, as we carry on, she said, well, you know, my mother and my grandmother were both mediums. And I said, well, okay. And they both said, I should, you know, use my talent. And I go, well, and in my mind, I thought, well, why didn't you tell me that, that before? And why did you even ask me? Because the answers were staring you right in the face, right? The spirit was saying, okay, you're on earth. You were given this talent. Uh, please use it. You have free will. You don't have to. But we keep wanting to try to remind you that, okay, it's time to get to work. That's the way it works. And then, of course, uh, I, this one story. 
it was during a mediums meeting, I think, with uh, Chico Xavier. I might have this wrong, but he was he was talking, and Chico and Chico could see him in the audience, and he went up to him. He said, "You know, you're a medium." He goes, "Yeah, uh, but I don't want to be." He goes, "Well, you will someday." And the guy the guy gave a talk, right? And he said, "Well, that was when I was about twenty or something like that." But all of a sudden, when I turned fifty, I accepted it. So it took him thirty years to accept his talent. You just never know. Okay. Is well, uh, the faculty of producing physical effects is a very distinct category, rarely associated with intelligent communications, particularly those of elevated reach. Now, he's talking about rapping spirits, and I'm not going to go over this. It's just very, uh, is this was really big during the time of Alan Kardec. In fact, that's how spiritism, how Alan Kardec first went to a, a table to talk to spirits because it became like a parlor game uh, in America and in Europe. Okay. So then he says, I'll skip over some sentences. It'd be absurd to think that spirit, superior spirits would come to have fun by knocking on tables or making them turn. They use such means, we said, through intermediaries, but to be convincing us or to communicate with us as long as we do not have other means. However, they abandon such means as soon as they can act more rapidly, more conveniently, and more directly. And as we have abandoned the air telegraph as soon as we had the electrical one available to us, the physical effects must not be my, neglected by any means, since they represent a means of conviction to many people. Moreover, they offer a precious study material about occult forces. However, it should be noticed that the spirits generally refuse to produce such phenomena to those who don't need them, or at least they advise us to not get particularly involved with them. This is what the Spirit of St. Louis wrote about at the Parisian Society of Spiritist Studies. They mock the training tables, but they will never mock the philosophy, the wisdom and the charity that shines out of the serious communications. The training tables were the lobby of the science that once initiated, we cast our prejudices aside like the mantle that is left behind. You'll never be advised enough to turn your meetings into serious centers. May the physical demonstrations be done elsewhere. That one you may see in here somewhere else, but among you may there be love and understanding. How do you expect to be seen through the eyes of superior spirits when you make a table turn, ignorant? Does a scholar spend his time reviewing Science 101? If you, on the contrary, are seen in search of intelligent and instructive communication, you will then be considered serious people searching for the truth. So again, we're being told that if you want to talk to spirits, you need to elevate yourself spiritually. And of course, now many people will go, they'll have uh, seances, just, you know, kind of, they don't know anything. They'll have a, a, you know, a Ouija board or something like that. And that is, I would not recommend that. That is dangerous. I've, I've known of one lady that had, had this and then she, uh, a very ignorant spirit. And then the spirit tried to obsess her and bother her all the time. And she was not ready for that. And that's why in spiritism, when they teach people how to be mediums, or people already have the talent, but they kind of help direct it, they go through like a year just of reading spiritist books, getting all on the same page spiritually. And then they do another year of bringing them into mediums meetings. So they're not, not by themselves. They're with other more advanced, uh, you know, veteran media, uh, mediums. And they see what's going on, and they're really shepherded to understand what they're seeing, what the process is.
So, you know, and I understand many people like from the uh, Christian religion will say, well, you can't talk to spirits. They're all demons. Well, no, they're not. But there is a, there's truth in the saying, don't talk to spirits. And it really was to say, don't talk to spirits unless you know what you're doing. Because, you know, in the Bible, they talk to spirits. You know, it's, these prophets talk to spirits, talk to angels many times. And we still have Christian prophets that talk talk to the spirit world. And so it's absolutely possible, but you need to be fortified with your education and your your outlook. Okay. It is impossible to summarize in a more logical and precise way. The character of both kinds of manifestations, the ones who receive elevated communications, owes them to the assistance of the good spirits. It is a demonstration of their sympathy. Resigning to that in order to entertain the material effects is the same as exchanging a select society by an inferior one. Willing to unite both is the same as attracting uh, antipathetic uh, beings, and in such a conflict, it is likely that the good ones will leave and the bad ones stay. Having said that, there is no disregard for the mediums of physical effects. They exist for a reason, and their objective is provincial. They do an incontestable service to the spirit of science, but when a medium has a faculty which puts him in contact with superior spirits, we do not understand that the medium would resign from that faculty or even wish others, unless out of pure ignorance. Frequently, the desire to be everything may in the end transform the medium into nothing. So in essence, he's saying if you're a medium and you have a talent in one direction, don't try and change it. Try to Try to make it better and improve it. And when you are when you are elevated, you will be given uh, you will be given signs and signals for more. Okay. That in the next section, self-serving mediums. In our article about the hurdles to overcome as a medium, we place greed on the list of flaws that can provide entry to the imperfect spirits. It will not be useless to elaborate on that subject. The medium could turn their faculties into profession is in the first role of the self-serving mediums, offering what is typically called sessions or paid consultations. We don't know them, at least in France, since everything can be the subject of speculation. It would not come as a surprise to us if one day they wanted to exploit the spirits. One still needs to know how many spirits would handle this case, this matter in case that speculation was introduced. Even without any initiation in spiritism, one can understand how shameful this is. So he's talking about mediums that want to be paid. However, those who only know, even if a little, the difficult conditions required by the communication of the good spirits with us, and the little which is needed to send them away, as well as their rejection towards anything representing a selfish interest, will never be able to admit that the superior spirits may serve the caprices of the first one to evoke them at some sort of hourly rate. The simplest common sense repeals such hypothesis. The evocation of your father, your mother, your children, and your friends through similar, similar means, wouldn't that also be sacrilege? For some reason, there's like noise in the background, so try to please ignore that. There is no doubt that one can obtain communication through such a mode, but God knows from which source. The frivolous liars, naughty gesture spirits, and the whole crowd of inferior spirits always come. They are always ready to answer to anything. 
St. Louis, as the Spirit was telling us the other day at the Society, evoke a stone and it will respond to you. Those who want serious communications must, before anything, be informed about the nature of the sympathies between the medium and the beings from beyond the grave. The communications fed by the ambition of profit can only inspire a really mediocre confidence. Self-serving mediums are not the only one that could demand a given payment. Self-serving is not only translated as the expectation of a material profit, but also by greedy thoughts of any kind through which personal hope may be founded. Furthermore, it is an anomaly which suggests your spirits know how to use very well, taking advantage of that which is really remarkable skill and insolence, feeding with deceptive illusions from those who position themselves under their dependence. In summary, mediumship is a faculty given for the good, and the good spirits stay away from whoever intends to transform it into a ladder to reach any goal that is not in the designs of providence. Selfishness is the ulcer of society. And in fact, that's what spiritism says. What, what is the greatest thing that holds us back from becoming better people? It's selfishness. The good spirit fights it. Therefore, it is not possible to suppose that they may come to simulate it, stimulate it. This is so rational that it is useless to insist on that point. The mediums of physical effects are not in the same category. Unscrupulous, inferior spirits who are not concerned about moral sentiments produce these effects. This type of medium who wanted to exploit his faculty could easily find spirits who would assist him. However, we would still have another inconvenience. As with the medium of intelligent communications, the one of physical effects have not received his faculty for his own pleasure. It has been given to him on the condition that it is used properly. If it is abused, it can be taken away from the medium or converted into a loss as, in reality, the inferior spirits are under the command of the superior one. Okay, so I don't want to go too far on this, but I think I've explored this enough today. And so, therefore, if you are interested in spiritism and, in, uh, and learning about the spirit world and who you are, is I suggest, first of all, you, you download my uh, free book at my site, nwspiritism.com, get it some PDF Spiritism 101. And then I would also, if you want to learn more about who you are, the world in which you live, is I would recommend you get the book, The Spirit Realm, Spiritism has Revealed the, Exist the Reality of Our Existence. And it's available in paperback, uh, Kindle, and in audible format. Thank you for uh, tonight. And remember, to Monday and Tuesday, we have other live streams at the same time. God bless.